There's not much better than the Triple M Rush Hour podcast. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. From Roebuck Bay to the Road Highway, got my ice mocker from Dome Cafe, the Super Pizza Florian, in a Luwaru and Esperance too. Across Albany and the Gloucester Tree with Katie Lamb and Andrew Embley. From the greatest city in the world, it's time for Triple M's Rush Hour with Andrew Embley and Katie Lamb. Happy Thursday. What a good short week. It was. It just makes the time fly by, don't you reckon, Embers? Absolutely. When you're having fun, it just moves very quickly. And when it's a short week, which it has been, and of course we've got Friday Froffies tomorrow. Oh, yeah. This week is just cruising by, and I'm not uh, too worried about that. And today has been a bit of a fun show, actually, Robbie, wouldn't you say? I would say for sure. Like uh, the ghostly stories that you guys did on air, and which people are going to hear very soon, were a bit freaky. Do you get goosebumps when you hear these sort of ghostly stories? I mean, not the ones we heard today, but definitely, Mm. yes. I have definitely heard some hectic stories, especially the ones that, you know, my friend's mum works at St John of God Hospital in Subiaco, and if you go down to one of the wards, she's had some ripper stories about doors opening and beds moving and nobody being in there, and it's just like, oh, God, it's so crazy. (laughs) The story you told, Robbie, when you were young and when, um, you know, you sort of looked up and you had this person at the end of your bed with their arm, out almost like in a big gown. That was actually very creepy. It was really creepy, but you can't really trust my memory from being a kid because my other early memory members, embers I should say, was um, I vividly remember pooing away. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and it's really weird. Oh, sorry, weeing a poo. Yeah. Like I was uh, at the toilet. In other words, you just shut yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I remember yeah, yeah, weird yeah. things. So you yeah. can't rely on that memory. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, any feedback for the show? Uh, there's no feedback for the show today, but uh, I do have a favour to ask you yes. guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got to do our uh, siren in a minute on air. But um, the other day I threw it out there about an interview that we'd been offered, right? It was with a comedy troupe called Auntie Donna. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, so what happened at the time? They said it was going to be an afternoon interview, but it ended up being a morning interview, so you guys couldn't do it. So yep. you sent me along to do it, which I thought was pretty damn well, cool. Well, you know what? No, Thanks. I in team, all right? So I think there's about five individual brilliance, and this is exactly what you've done. You've taken the responsibility. Go and do it yourself. Good on you, Robbie. And going, boom, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm here for, my producer job. I go, bang, I'm going to yep. try have a crack when I can. But anyway, these dudes Arnie Donner. So they're in the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Like, I don't know if you're into that sort of stuff. Like kind of sky fi type stuff? No, not really. No. It's fun. It is, is it? fun. Yep. Yep. All right. Now, yeah. well, you kept fun telling us some. how, uh, fun, how fun, fun it is, Robbie. Fun for some. It's got like Christopher Pine and a few other dudes. Piney. Yeah, Piney. Oh, you know. Good. I wouldn't yeah. mind having a One of the great Christophers. One of the great Christophers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the great Christophers. <laughs> yep. So, Auntie Donna, they're three Melbourne guys, a comedy troupe, have been recruited to play uh, corpses. On Dungeons and Dragons. So essentially they have this part in the movie where they do this big scene, Christopher Pine's involved, all the big actors, and uh, they're really excited to be on it. It's a big coup for these Aussie fellas. Uh, They've got like 200,000 Instagram followers, 200,000 Facebook friends as well. Yeah. And um, I was very impressed with their WA knowledge. So uh, they're telling me about the movie and they tried to sort of uh, explain it to me in footy terms. It doesn't matter if you are the Dom Sheed or if you are the uh, Jaden Hunt. Okay. You're all playing a role. Is this a football thing? Great West Coast reference there. Well played. Very well played. Doesn't matter if you're Luke Jackson or if you're... um, uh, Nat Five. uh, 
Nat 5. <laughs> so, yeah, footy references. I know that'd get Embers on board. Uh, Katie, maybe not you, but you know what? It was a lot of fun doing the interview, and the thing that spun me out was you quite literally get a six-minute window, and once it's over, it's over. They just cut you off. Um, listen to this as I'm big conversation. So Basil's taken a bloody, a bloody <laughs> sledgehammer to this city. <laughs> exactly right. right. I'm going to need you guys to wrap it up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mid-conversation. Oh, wrap it up, guys. See you later. See you later. We'll get a word on the back of that. Let's just wrap this conversation up yeah. right now. It's just, now you know what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Seems appropriate. Hey, uh, while we're at it, though, Auntie Donna starring in Dungeons & Dragons, Honour Amongst Thieves. It's out in cinemas March 30, and it's going to be a ripper of a movie. You can check out the trailer online after you listen to the pod. Remember Embers back in the day? Yes. How excited you were to get your licence. Oh, it was a long time ago for me, but um, going there and getting it first go did not surprise me whatsoever <laughs> because I was a very good driver. I probably couldn't say the same about you. I've never asked you whether you got it first time, but if I'm I did. a guessing man. I did. Did you get it first time? Oh, yeah, bang. My goodness, I've seen you drive that Susanna little car of yours, a <laughs> ning, 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 into a ding, 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 yeah, ding, the driveway ding, ding. here, and I'm thinking, my goodness, how did this lady get her licence? Well, you know what? Um, you know, it is such an exciting time, and I remember just hanging for it. I was so excited to get my licence, yeah. and my birthday, the day I turned, what is it, 16 or 17? 17 to get your licence? Anyway, the day I turned 17, I think yep. it was, um, it landed on a Sunday, so the licensing centre wasn't was open, so oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to wait one more day. Oh, no. Anyway. That's nothing on yep. this. So a mum in Scarborough has been trying to get her daughter in to get her licence yep. because she said, well, she needs to. She's got a car now. She needs to drive herself around. Sure. Um, and there are no available bookings in Perth in 2023. What? A wild. Is hang that on, not wild? It's what's already booked out. All of it is booked out. So if I you never haven't remember actually, that being an issue. Yeah. So if you haven't got your licence already... You can't sit for a driver's license tense a test for the rest of the year. Is that in, what you're saying? In Perth. In Perth. In Perth. Serious? So what she's had to do is she has to book a flight to Esperance where My her goodness. daughter can do her driver's test. So she's taking her daughter to Esperance for a family holiday and by the way, can exactly. you uh, just go for a spin in this little car and you might be able to get your license? Isn't that crazy? Um, she must really love her daughter. <laughs> I know, but also, I mean, good on you, Mum. But that yeah. is just crazy that there are no available bookings in 2023. But I remember my driver's test, right, and I was so nervous just about yep. parallel parking. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. parallel parking, I could do everything else. I was fine. I was confident, but parallel parking, not a thing. So I jump in the car. You're doing all the right things. Your hands on your steering wheel, 10 to 2. Mm-hmm. Looking out the blind spot. Course, you're looking yep. in the rear vision left, mirrors. Right, left again. Always making sure that you're giving way, doing the right things sticking to the speed limit, and I was so nervous he was going to ask me to do a parallel park. And as we got talking, because he tries to make you feel a little, you know, Mm. more comfortable, he asked me a little bit about something. I'm not not sure how we got onto it, but I said, oh, yes, my dad, Phil Lamb, he played for Subiaco. Well, he was the biggest Subi supporter. He remembered my dad from back in the day. He ended up chewing my ear off the whole time about Subi. He forgot to ask me to do any parking. (laughs) That's so good. You got your licence. We just rolled back into the no, car park and he was good. like, oh, good, you've passed with flying colours. Yeah, so I was like, I did you not do you a thing. Nail, uh, get, uh, dad, give me an autograph <laughs> yeah. or something like that. How yeah, good. Totally. Filthy Phil. Filthy Phil. So good. Really came through. And yeah. you got it through first go as first well. First go, straight manual? through. Hey, manual licence. 
I do, only did my automatic license, hence why I probably got it in the first go. Uh, WA has another missing millionaire. Another one. Thanks to oh. Wednesday's lotto. We're the lucky state, aren't we? I know. Somebody's walking around with a million dollars and they don't know it yet. Now, of course, this is off the back of somebody not having, still not having claimed $40 yep. million. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering what the hell is with people in WA not checking their lotto tickets? Well, I've checked mine. And a winner? No, not uh, today. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be here otherwise, would you? Uh, <laughs> to help us out, Lottery West spokesman James Mooney is with us. Hello, James. Good afternoon, guys. How are we going? G'day, James. Hey, sometimes they say no news is good news, but in this particular <laughs> case, someone's cruising around with forty million dollars. Well, I'll, I'll set the scene for you right now. I couldn't um, doing this interview. I said I'll get myself a quiet meeting room, stay out of sight, out of mind. They're all booked at the moment, so I'm in the winners' room <laughs> because that's the only quiet place we have at the moment as well. So it's. It's very lonely in here at the moment. So, um, yeah, if the five winners could please check their tickets so I have someone to talk to, much appreciated. So there are five uh, Division One winners that haven't come forward, right? And this has happened all in the last couple of weeks. That's pretty unusual, right? Yeah. Um, WA always seems to we, – we probably average around a winner or so a week. Yeah. Um, probably at the moment this, for 2023, it's probably more like two winners a week, yeah. um, which is wonderful to, wonderful for our players. Um, but, yeah, it's just a little bit unusual when you have a build-up of winners. Normally they, they come in within a week or, or, or a week and a bit, but it's just, yeah, they started to build up a little bit. And every time we get a winner that comes in, um, we had uh, the, a winner from the from Saturday Lotto a few weeks ago from Willerton yep. um, News Agency. They planned their ticket and then, bang, we've got another winner from Kelmscott News Agency for Wednesday Lotto. So when it rains, it pours. Yeah, sure does. Hey, um, so you've got 12 months to collect your winnings. If no one collects those winnings, where does the money go? I think, well, first and foremost, we want to give it back to WA players. So yeah. if you've won your prize, that's where we want it to go. But the good thing about Lottery West is we're the only government-owned lottery. So if the winner doesn't claim it within 12 months, it goes back into the WA community, whether that be through our, um, mainly through our grants. So that means more money that will go back to WA community groups, which is awesome. But one way or the other, it's either going to go towards prizes or it's going to go towards grants for the WA community. But um, it would be very nice to give away this $40 million yeah. prize to oh, a winner because I just want to know what's, what's going through their mind. Yeah. Same. Um, maybe they don't know they've got the ticket. This would happen um, often, right? So people would just be sitting with the winning ticket and they decide after a couple of weeks, So oh, yeah, I haven't checked that lotto ticket yet. Yeah, winners are very uni- unique. Um, everyone's got a different story to tell. Um, the first one that comes to mind in terms of, uh, I guess, missing tickets was I spoke to a tradie from Bayswater. It would have been a couple of years ago. Uh, one just over a million dollars, hadn't heard from them in a month. And then all of a sudden I got a phone call from the customer service team to say, get into the winner's room. They've turned up. And when I asked him, I was like, where have you been? He said, it's been stuck in his glove box. And he just (laughs) decided to check it randomly. So he had a $1 million glove box for a a good old month. Mate, I have got that much crap in my glove box. (laughs) I would love to have a winning lotto ticket. Yeah, it would have been WA's most expensive car probably for uh, for a month or so. (laughs) We've spoken to a few uh, listeners, James. We've got some few friends at the moment, right? So they've actually got a ticket to this $40 million, right? They've got they've got a ticket at home, but they don't want to check it because they want to <laughs> keep the dream alive. Yes. Like, do, you, do you often find scenarios like that? Absolutely. That, that sort of you put it on your fridge and you look at it and yeah. you, you might have a bad day at work or something like that. You kind of think, oh, maybe, you know, oh, Embers has been really annoying today. Just maybe it's my yes. chance to get out. Yeah, yeah. um, How do you know? No, it's, yes, no, we, we, uh, 
to be honest with you, uh, everyone's been wanting to know where the where it is, what's what's happening. But at this stage here, the information that we've put out there is it was sold in the metro area. It's not a registered ticket, so that means we can't put in a phone call to someone to say, "Hey, you might want to check your numbers yeah, right. um, because you might have a valuable ticket." Uh, so at this stage, that's essentially the only information we have. So if you have a ticket and you bought it in the metro area, check it. I think the time for dreaming might be over because you might be holding on to $40 million. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a little bit more valuable than a dream in my opinion, but each to their own. So even you guys don't know what news agency this lotto ticket was bought at? We know what the location, but at this stage, um, Lottery West uh, have made the decision just to give the player an opportunity to organically discover the win themselves. Right. Yeah. Uh, we just don't want to release too much information in case there's a whole heap of news crews that sure. go down and camp okay. at the news agency. So that's a balancing act between building up excitement and trying to share the good news, but at the same time, the priority comes to making sure that the player's privacy, that that's the first preference we have to go with at this stage. But hopefully we'll have more information to share as the days or weeks, hopefully not weeks, but as the, the, the days tick along and we need to try and keep, keep the story alive, we yep. will share more information, fingers gotcha. crossed. Can I just ask, um, obviously they do have a year to claim it, and as you said, if not, then the money goes back in. Have you ever had somebody find a winning ticket, come to claim their winnings, and then it's like a day over a year or like it's just (laughs) expired? I personally haven't heard of it. I know um, I'm talking to customer services. I asked that very same question and they said, no, that would be a very, very awkward conversation to have, I think. That would be the worst. Closest example I could give you was during COVID, um, so it is 12 months to claim your ticket, but we extended that to 24 months uh, just because it was very hard for people to move around and yep. with lockdowns and things like that. Um, so we did have a player re- uh, semi-recently meet the deadline by, I think they came in 22 months after the draw, um, and but because of the COVID extension, they were able to claim Aww. their prize. So they made the most of the 12-month extension there. Wow. Well, you know what? We know that the million dollars uh, lotto ticket was bought from Kelmscott News Agency. So if you're bought from there, go and check your ticket. The $40 million jackpot, though, we still don't know. But hopefully they come forward soon, James. Thank you so much for joining us. That was so interesting. I love that sort of <laughs> Thanks, stuff. Thanks, James. Appreciate your time, guys. All the best. And on 13353, when did being a good Samaritan Backfire. I mean, it does I, happen out I, there. I, a homeless guy asked for some spare change. I gave him sixty cents, literally spare change. He said, "Oh, I don't want that." And I was like, <laughs> "No worries, mate. Well, I'll take it." What is it with these ungrateful homeless people? <laughs> I gave him some money recently too, and I hear this, "Can the doggers?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a point. Hey, uh, Kirsty is in Scarborough. Hello, Kirsty. Hello. How are you? Hello, Kirsty. Well. Tell us when did uh, you being a good Samaritan backfire? So I've just got to add to the ungrateful homeless person narrative. Um, You know how with cash for cans you can get um, vouchers that you basically redeem for cash at Coles? Yes, yeah. Um, When we do ours, we like clock out every sort of four or $5 and keep them in the car. So Mm -hmm. when those people at the traffic lights want to clean your windows, we can just give them one of those. Yep, yep, good call. So one day this guy comes and cleans the windows with this disgusting brown pump bottle of water and a dirty rag. So it was grosser (laughs) than what it was (laughs) to begin. But we did the the usual. We gave him one of these $5 vouchers and he looks at it and he screws it up, throws it back in the window and goes, what's this? Oh, Oh, my goodness. And he's like, nah. 
like, oh, cash. And I was like, I don't have cash, but this, you just say you to Coles and you redeem it. Yes. And they give you cash. And they're like, nah, this is bullshit. Yeah, oh, I know. So hey, they don't sell alcohol at Coles, do they, Kirsty? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that sucks. I know, Kirsty, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's just like they, they don't want it. It's like, well, mate, nobody carries around big wads of cash anymore. <laughs> You've got just, to evolve, mate. Evolve. Yeah. yeah. That's it. All right. Good on your great call, uh, We've got Will on the line from Woodlands. G'day, Will. Tell us. Hey, guys. How you going? Hey, yeah, well, good, mate. good Samaritan backfire in your face. Yeah, so I was sitting at the, uh, at the front of Hungry Jack one day yep. and some homeless bloke rolls up to the service window and he, um, he asked the manager if there was any food yep. like, that he could have for free and the manager told him to get lost. So I huh. thought, I'll be a nice guy, ask him what he wants to buy. Anyway, he ends up wanting like... The, this like extra large meal, something <laughs> cost like about twenty five bucks, but I'd already asked him, so I just bought it for him anyway. Yeah. And then um, so I get talking to him because if he's gonna take my twenty five bucks, he's gonna, you know, I want to know what he's doing about getting off the street and okay. whatnot. Anyway, so I ask him like, what's the deal? You got a job? You got this? He's like, nah, don't really want to work. And then I said, well, what are you just homeless or living on the street? What's going on? And he goes. Oh, well, that's why I can't afford food because my hotel costs me a thousand bucks a week. Oh, my God. Oh, mate, he's oh completely stitched you up, Will. <laughs> that is so rough. Yeah. All right. Tim is in Girraween. Hey, Tim. Oh, g'day, guys. How are you? G'day, Tim. Good. Tell us when uh, you've been a good Samaritan backfired. Uh, so uh, I was out on a drunken escapade one night in the middle yep. of the city, you know, walking home. Guide and goofy tailed. Been on there. And, yep. um, saw, saw someone's lights were still on in their car, so I've walked up, knocked on the door, and I've been told to go go, go and get effed and to mind my own bloody business. Oh, oh, you're just trying to help them out with the old flat battery situation. Yep. Oh, was uh, who was in the car? One person, two people. Um, There's nobody. No, no one. Oh, you've just been oh, told by okay. yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, oh, right. Everyone was asleep. It was probably like two or three o'clock in the morning, yeah. something like that. Oh, Tim, I would oh, have appreciated no. that. Good on you, Tim. All right, that's what we're talking about. One triple three five three. When did being a good Samaritan backfire? Asking the question: When did being a good Samaritan backfire? That's right. Uh, Ian is on the line. G'day, Ian. How are you guys? All mate, right. You've been Very doing well, the right Ian. thing, and it's uh, backfired on you, hey? Oh, mate, mate. I work away on a two and two. Yep. And uh, the day before I flew out, I helped my next door neighbour move house, put my back out. Oh no. Oh. oh no. So then I come back two weeks later. Yep. Right. I've got elderly neighbours on the other side, so I help them cut this tree. I fall into a tree, break two ribs, <laughs> and dislocate three ribs. Oh, Ian. <laughs> and this is on your time oh, off, Ian. This is not on your two weeks that you're working. This is when you're supposed to be relaxing. That's right. That's oh, right. It was Ian. dynamic. I you were such a good you. person. Well, Ian, if you ever move into my neighbourhood, mate, I'd love you to move next door to me because I need a few <laughs> things around my house getting done. <laughs> hey, mate. Hey, mate. Talk to Clarzy about tree work. He knows all about it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go to Mick in Brookdale. Hey, Mick. How are you? Hey, very well. When did being a good Samaritan blow up in your face? Well, I was working in my garage on my car and I could hear this commotion out the front and I've walked out the front and there's two people walking down the footpath and this bloke was belting this girl. Oh, God. Ooh. And I've told him, oi, mate, you don't leave her alone. Um, 
He's gone and belted her again. Oh. So I've gone up and grabbed him by the shirt to shove him back. And this chick's turned around and started belting me. Oh, my God. Um, sorry, Mick, did I read this on Perth Now or something? Sorry, what was that? Did I read this on Perth Now or something? I feel like I've heard that story before. But, yeah, that's crazy. You've jumped in to do the right thing and you've, and then been, you've been attacked uh, beaten by up the as one well. Who was Hopefully the you and uh, the young lady were okay, though. Oh, I was like, I was just trying to help her out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good on you, Mick. Um, all right. Well, Haley is in Redcliffe. Let's finish off with you. Hey, Haley. Hi. How's it going, guys? Yeah, yeah good. Haley. When was you being a good Samaritan backfired <laughs> on you? Uh, I was driving down Mitchell Freeway, and a coffee table came off the back of a ute, and yeah. it went straight through this lady's back window. Oh. In the car, and she pulled over, and I said to my husband, "Quick, jump out." help her out, like, let's see if we can help yep. her or whatever. Yep. As soon as he went up to her, he she lost her banana. Oh. When did you do this? Oh, my God, you're going to pay. Oh. Like, totally went mental. We could not calm her down. He's like, we just stopped to help because we saw it happen. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to sue you. Just oh. like full Karen oh. on him. Full Karen, was- <laughs> Karen vibes. <laughs> and oh, ever no. since that, We've never stopped to help anybody. Oh. I felt like, you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to Yeah. Those like, Karens ruin it. Oh, Those no. Karens ruin it for everyone, don't they, Hayley? Like, absolutely. Oh. Lost no, don't lose the faith, all right? Well, uh, there's not that many Karens out there. Lots of good Samaritans, though, in Perth. There which are is great. a lot. Yes, hey, the lines just went nuts then. Do you notice anything a little bit different about me today? Um, look like you've got your tall girl shoes on. You're looking a bit higher. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's just because I've put the table down lower. So uh, might that's look. what it is. Okay. Yeah, anything else? Just... Did you get a haircut? Yes. Did you really? Yes, I did. I only really said that because you actually pointed to your hair. <laughs> Didn't really notice too much. No, I just kind of How flipped much my did hair that a cost? little bit. Um, $250. Oh, my goodness. Had a bit of colour put in. 250 bucks. Oh, yeah, and I noticed that. And Yeah, of course you noticed that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's glowing. That's good. I look now you're in the gym and now you're um, getting your hair done. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, things are really coming <laughs> I'm up. I'm sure I'll else. start to notice these things soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, when you're at the hairdressers, as females especially will know because you guys are in and out in like yeah, you 10 talk. minutes. You yeah. talk and you talk more. We talk and oh, talk and talk goodness. and talk. Yep. And I love it, right? Yes. So love my hairdresser, Leah. She's good for a chat. Yeah. Anyway, she gave me a very interesting food hack and I thought, you know what, I'm going to share this because – this, I'm definitely going to put this to the test, yep, all right. right? So we all love Maccas, don't we? We, we do love, love Maccas. We all oh, love man. fast food and Maccas is certainly right up there Right up mine. there. And uh, I actually love a McChicken burger. Do you? Right? Love a McChicken burger. Who eats McChicken burgers? But anyway, keep going. Me and my hairdresser. So clearly. she also loves, oh, clearly because you're... Notice that I've been eating a few too many. No, no, I'm just, um, I just, just didn't know too many people that actually ate. Women's uh, Day yesterday, that's just right. So that. I'm not giving you a compliment today. No. You had your day yesterday. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, she said, if you ever go to McDonald's, you yep. say to them, "Can I please have a McChicken burger?" But just so you know, I'm pregnant, so you can you please make it. Fresh. Oh, super fresh. So, as we know in fast food, because they're pumping out burgers and stuff. It's processed. They've, they just got to get them in and out. And they That's might just right. be in that little heater thing so that yep. they just kind of chuck it in the bag and off mm. they go. But when a lady goes through and says, I'm pregnant, they actually genuinely make it fresh because they don't want anything to obviously of go course, wrong yeah. with the Last baby. Of course, yeah. you want to get Simonella or anything like that. Simonella. Is it Simonella? Simonella. Close enough. <laughs> Simonella. Do you know him? <laughs> yeah, um, Simon and Ella. Yeah, they're very <laughs> good together. Yeah. 
yeah, good couple. chicken, you get salmonella. Good couple, good couple. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she said, yeah, you've you've never chased tasted a McChicken burger until you've actually asked for them to make it fresh. But she said the difference is she has to now go to all sorts of different McDonald's around Perth because every <laughs> if she keeps on going to the same yeah, one, course, they're yeah. like, well, geez, well, she hasn't had the baby yet. Yeah, where, where's where is the, the baby? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like she has to go and hire a couple of car seats <laughs> and then just get like these little plastic dolls or something in there and go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is uh, this is Edward. So, yeah. yes, that's Simon, that's Ella. They yes. ended up being twins. <laughs> yes. uh, by the way, can I have a fresh McChicken yeah. burger? Because I'm on, on um, with my Anyway, she's go. not pregnant, but there no. you go. That's a good food I won't hack. be able to use that. No, well, you won't. Maybe I could. But you can just say, oh, it's for my wife and she's pregnant. There you go. Boom. Yep. And, and you, you know, considering I've got about 4,000 kids, what's another one? Exactly. Yep. They're definitely going to believe you. Bit of Vance Joy driving home from Perth for Perth. 92.9 Triple M's Rush Hour with Embers and Katie. And Embers, you know, in April around Easter, we've got a week off. We do. A holiday. Yep. Uh, so uh, my partner and I thought, oh, we'll go down south. Right? Beautiful. And nice get, time of year to be down there. That's it. And now that we've got um, a new puppy, a new addition. So, so we've got, got two got dogs now. Two dogs as yep. well. So we thought we'll, we'll go down south and we'll try and find some accommodation. Are oh, you going to take your dogs as well? Well, yes. That really limits the places that you choose to go and stay. Exactly. So it's already a busy time of year. And then we need to, you know, uh, restrict the search to, well, accommodation that allows pets. So that goes down even more. And... That time of year, very hard to get accommodation as it is. We found something. Yep. The house looks at least 200 years old. Yep. The walls are very run down. No idea where Teens is going to sleep because the room is as small as the pantry. So it's a one-person <laughs> limit. It's going to cost you an absolute poultice to stay there as well. There is a shed out the back. I can only... Imagine there'd be many dead bodies buried. Oh, it's haunted for sure. Very haunted vibes from it. Like I, I, I was looking on it on the the website, and there's yep. this like red couch that one could have only picked up from the side of the road. Oh, you know what I mean? Um, a murder happened on that couch for sure. A hundred percent, no doubt. But we need to go down south, and we need to stay in the accommodation. So, so this is the place where you have decided you're going to stay. I think I'm going to be staying in dogs. a haunted house. Oh, it's haunted for sure. I mean, big backyard, sure, for the dogs to run around, but no gate either. So so they're free to run on the road and murderers are free to come on do in and kill us. Believe, you don't believe in ghosts, do you? I don't know. I kind of do. I kind do of do. Really? When I oh, look, I, I've never had an encounter with the ghost myself, yeah. but I've yeah. heard so many stories from people who wouldn't lie uh. that I'm like, maybe it, they're only encounters to people who believe. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, I don't. Well, there was one time I was in Amsterdam. I had a, um, a cookie at a restaurant and, oh, yeah. uh, and I thought I saw a ghost, but uh, my mate said, no, nah, just a nun walking past. <laughs> yeah, well, what was in that cookie? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Chalk chip, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 13353. We want to know, have you had a ghostly encounter? Oh, Do you believe no. in ghosts? Surely not. Do you believe in ghosts? My and- old man's a bit of a fruit loop. He, he believes UFOs, ghosts, like Full on, oh, completely really? believes in them. And has he had any encounters well, with ghosts? Well, I'm not sure. He might have been um, in Amsterdam with me. Yeah, yeah gotcha. <laughs> All right, one triple three five three. We want to talk about this. Do you believe in ghosts? Have you had an encounter? Let's get a little bit spooky you at reckon? this time. Yeah, yeah I reckon. Mm, I'd I, love to. Uh, yeah, I'd love to uh, find out if our Rush Hour family have had an encounter with a ghost. That's it for your call. You can score yourself a Catalano's voucher. One triple three five three. Have you? Had had a ghostly encounter. Jessica from Stratton, she's on the line. G'day, Jessica. Tell us your encounter. Hi, how are you going? Well, thank <laughs> you. Let's creep us out. I love it. 
<laughs> so um, about, a, about two years back now, we went on a tour of the Midland Town Hall, my dad and I. Yep. Um, and it was all going pretty well. I'm pretty, you know, good with that kind of stuff. I love the paranormal sort of stuff. Yep. Sure. Um, we climbed up to the where the clock is um, and, like, the bell and whatnot, and I suddenly felt really unwell just out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, my face went white. I had, like, a um, tightness around my throat yep. and my chest, and, like, I couldn't breathe. Like, I was struggling to swallow. Yep. Um, I climbed back down, and we found out later that night when she was going through the stories that the guy who had died there had actually hung himself in that uh, in that clock area. Oh, okay. God. And you were feeling almost similar symptoms. Yeah. I was pretty much, yeah, that's what she said. Um, uh, it sounds like I was feeling the same sort of symptoms he yeah, felt wow. as he was hanging. Oh, my gosh, Jessica, <laughs> so that is that scary. Was, that was pretty terrifying. Yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. Thank goodness you didn't end up like him anyway. So uh, good one, Jessica. Uh, Jules is from East Vic Park. G'day, Jules. Hi, how are you going? Hey, Very Jules. Nice drive home. I love these sorts of stories. Oh, my God. So do I, Jules. Thanks, Thanks for, for uh, being involved, yeah. Okay, so have you had a ghostly encounter? I've had many over the years. Love it. The worst one I had when, was when I was a really little girl and we were still living in Albany and I shared my room with a couple of siblings. And every night without fail, there would be somebody standing beside my bed Ugh. or sitting on the end of my bed wanting to have a chit-chat. And I didn't know who they were, mm. you know, but it used to frighten the bejesus out of me. And in the yep. end, I felt like Tarzan, you know, like I used to swing on the bedroom door to get out to the hallway and run to mum and dad's room. And one day I woke dad up with such a fright that he gave me a slap. <laughs> it was oh, my like, oh, my God, but there's somebody in my room. Yeah. Just and wanting to like, chew but, your ear off. Yeah, so mum used to have to put a nightlight on for me because I was too scared to go to sleep. Yeah, fair enough. Girls loud. Mm. However, that caused problems with the other siblings. But, you know, over the years it was like, you know, I remember I used to go and go and knock on my cousin's door, for example, and then it would be like I could hear chitter-chatter in my ears. Oh, and God. It, it sort of continued and... and Dad died when we were only young and we had built a new house and we moved in just after he passed away. And my sister came home from the pub one night from the old rubbity dub. We all thought she was drunk, but she came in and there was this massive, she said it was like a massive gust of wind. Yeah. And with that dad's recliner rocker, which was around the corner and at the other end of a room, it just started rocking. Oh, yeah. And backwards and forwards. So it was like he'd moved into the house knowing so where was we were. So dad just uh, overlooking the situation. Having a sit yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And it's only just recently that that recliner has been thrown out. Mum and dad it re, you know, fabriced and held on to it for years. And then it became my brother's. And then the springs finally went. So it's out on the verge now. Wow. So somebody else can have it. Someone That's else it. can have your old man. Yeah. That's it. Somebody else. I know. Well, when you think about when something's haunted, I don't care if you're my nana who's haunting it. Like, sorry, no, that's scary. Nana, yeah. get off my by couch. The, by the way, you can take this couch, but uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Jules's dad um, used to belong on the couch. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, hey. all right. Plenty more of this tomorrow. Right after this. Same time, a <laughs> little bit different. It's the end of the world as we know it. 92.9 Triple M's Rush Hour with Embers and Katie. There's not much better than the Triple M Rush Hour podcast. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858.